Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the last several years, I found that... When people talked about spirituality, they basically tried to simplify it or dumb it down to a few sentences or a few words of like, we're all one or you are love and everyone's love, everything's love. And I was like, well, that's nice, you know, but what does that actually mean? And I found this simplification of everything, you know, easy, fast, quick, simple, you know, which is really marketing as opposed to actual understanding. We're very complex, we're very deep. There's many layers to us. We're fascinatingly interesting and amazing. And why do we need to simplify everything? This is episode 152. Hello and welcome to my podcast show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. This is the Smart Chat series. This is an episode where I chat to an expert or a thought leader from around the world on a certain topic. Hi guys and welcome to the show. It's Helen here and we have split up this podcast into two different parts because the conversation was so juicy. So here is part one. Beautiful. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have an amazing special guest, uh, one of my favorite authors. I'm obsessed with her books. Her name is Inna. And I'll just tell you a little bit about Inna before we deep dive into a great chat. Inna is an internationally recognized healer, teacher, professional speaker, author, and pioneer in her in the field of energy medicine and human consciousness. By intuitive means, she can see illness and blocks in a person's body explaining what's occurring and she can guide people through self-healing processes. You're so amazing, Inna. She has a mission to help people to awaken their inner life and to step onto their true path of wellness, creativity, and to acknowledge their gifts and abilities that their spirit has brought to them. And her passion is to help people to understand hidden mysteries of our existence, in particular, where we came from, where we're at at the present moment, and where we're going to in our future incarnations. She deeply believes that we have to become more conscious 
of spiritual realities which help us to understand the most progressive way to live. Inna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Helen. Lovely to connect with you. Thank you. All right. So before we dive in, I would love for you just to give us a brief history or an outline of how did you get to where you are today? What has led you to this work? I think there's so many different aspects in terms of the actual physical part of it. I had debilitating back pain, digestive issues, anxiety, psoriasis all over my skin. And I felt like I was going round and round in circles and just not healing, not getting better, partly because of my own attitude of thinking that somebody else was going to heal me or fix me. And then I actually ended up at a chiropractor's office and he said, you know, your body wants to be stuck. Go home. There's nothing I can do for you when I was in agony. And that kind of led me to making a decision that changed my life, which was that I was going to be responsible for my own healing journey. I was going to heal myself and I didn't know how to do that. So I just kind of went home and through breathing, through touch, through asking for higher help, I felt like my own ability to actually see into the aura and the body awakened. And from there, I was able to ask the right questions, so to speak, from, from a perspective of being empowered as opposed to disempowered. And that led to healing my body and and then realizing that I also awakened this ability that was not just to see into my own body and to become aware of what was going on, but also into other people's bodies and, I guess, fields. And, and that took me on a journey of eventually – I've seen a lot of clients one-on-one and then eventually writing the secret language of your body and then traveling nonstop for quite a lot of years – and finally, you know, and writing books and card decks in between. And then right now I'm, I guess, you know, you have the, my new book. So understanding modern spirituality and that journey was um, very profound as well, because <laughs> it, I kind of got to a place when I was about 28. So I started very young. So I would have been when I was 21 and by 28, I just felt like, I had pretty much either met or had read, I guess, the philosophy that was being presented into what's called the New Age arena and the New Age audience. And I felt like, you know, is that it? Is is that all there is or is there more? And I, I kind of had this sense that I had this black hat on my head and I just knew there's more, but... I couldn't connect to it. I couldn't get to the depth of it. And then in my kind of early to mid-30s, I ended up getting, I guess, meeting this lady, this German lady, um, and she, uh, when I actually, I came into her house and she had the most beautiful paintings and she just, the way she was speaking was so graceful but also Strong and her whole house, the the air, the energy was just the purest energy I'd ever been in. And I was like, "What do you do? <laughs> Tell me more." And eventually, she guided me towards very deep, kind of um, hidden mystery teachings that I had a lot of resistance to. 
but it took me on this profound journey to the depth of you know where I wanted to go on the spiritual on my spiritual path uh, with all the questions that I had from when I was five probably you know but is this it like what happens after <laughs> and yeah it's been quite a journey just trying to put it connect all the pieces and understand it and and see it both from you know from the healing perspective naturally but also from a much deeper perspective of you know who are we like you said um in my intro where are we going what is this all about why are all these challenging things happening to us right now on the earth how you know how can we help what can we do how can we understand ourselves mm. That is so interesting. You sound like such an evolved human, such an enlightened human, and uh, it's really lovely to see and witness you and your journey because it is quite profound. And, yeah, I believe that everything does happen for a reason and that there are no coincidences. And, yeah, your book has helped me a lot with my coaching clients, actually, you know. So anytime someone has a physical ailment, the first thing I do is pull out your book and they're like, oh, here comes the yellow book again. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was so excited to hear about your new book, Understanding Modern Spirituality. It's such a beautiful book. So let's first start with understanding modern spirituality because some people might be listening thinking what does that even mean and what inspired you on this topic of spirituality i think that i've always been curious even when i was very young about spirituality and i always felt like i was never really i never clicked with religion in any way or form but i also realized and recognized that there were a lot of truths in you know in religion that needed to be unpacked so to speak that needed to be found and worked with in the the time you know in the time that we are at now and one of the things that was really challenging for me was that in the last several years, I found that when people talked about spirituality, they basically tried to simplify it or dumb it down to a few sentences or a few words of like, we're all one or you are love and everyone's love, everything's love. And I was like, well, that's nice, you know, but what does that actually mean? And, you know, I'm not a person that likes to skim the surface. In fact, it's one of my pet hates. You know, anything that's on the surface of fluffy um, and doesn't have depth yeah. to it and layers and, and, and almost, you know, scientific kind of, not the science that we have in, you know, that, that we've experienced in the last few years, but the real discovery, you know, so it seems scientific exploration as, you know, logic connecting all the pieces together how does this work in what way does this work and so I found this simplification of everything you know easy fast quick simple you know which is really marketing as opposed to actual understanding we're very complex we're very deep there's many layers to us we're fascinatingly interesting and amazing and and why why do we need to simplify everything and so I guess you know in a modern spirituality like I said you know I found that it lacked depth and 
yet the spirituality of that I was looking into, which was, you know, the mystery kind of knowledge was so profound, but again, it was old and it had so much wisdom, but I also recognized that people of the present day are not just going to take something that is old and, and necessarily even know how to transform it into something that is relevant in the present age. And I kind of feel that part of my job, you know, and, and it, with every astrology reading it comes out, is to connect that the piece of the past to the piece of the present, but not from a perspective of, like I said, you know, that simplification or essentially just grabbing something and not understanding it, but actually studying it, you know, really, really studying it in depth and then putting the pieces of the puzzle together and presenting it to people, you know, of now and actually going, hey, let's take something that has depth and also is relevant right now with everything that's going on and let's create that as something that becomes modern spirituality, which, you know, which has that richness that mm. comes with it, like real richness as opposed to confusion, you know, and I mm. found that there's in the new age there's been so much confusion and the focus, the focus is so, you know, I've talked about the past because there's so much gold in the past, but I also find that the focus has been on kind of reclaiming things in the past without wanting to do the work on the present or the future or even understanding that we need to do the work. Like, as an example, there's been a lot in the last few, you know, probably 10 years where people talk about, you know, I want to connect to Lemuria, Lemuria or Atlantis or something like that and reclaim my abilities from before. So to me, that is nonsensical because how can you do that when as a soul, even if we could understand the history of how the soul developed, the soul was completely different then to what it is now. And our abilities were very different. Our brain was different. Our sense of self was different. So to actually try and attempt to go back and reclaim some superhuman ability from the past that was meant for the past is not meant for this time of evolution. So I've studied a lot about evolution is ridiculous and nonsensical and actually confuses people in a, in a, and, and keeps them stuck in something that is not, not real, that's fantasy-like. And so I'm somebody who I don't like fantasy. I, I have experienced my share of fantasy, believe me, but I like, you know, I, I like to live in logical reality with understanding things of where are we going in the future? You know, and it's the same with the healing industry where they like to look at everything from the past, you know, from, and I totally get it. And, you know, I do think it's important to look at the traumas and so on from the past. But for example, we, we look at, you mentioned multiple earth lives, everything that I've ever come across looks at, you know, we need to look at a past life for whatever reason, you know, I think that we should leave past lives in the past unless it's a very, very important reason to look at them, which is usually you cannot move forward through from a 
difficult relationship that might have been karmatic or there's something that's not healing that potentially needs to be looked at but usually you really want to stay in the present as much as possible and I mean past lives and I've hardly ever heard anybody talk about well hold on a sec we're creating a future life at the moment ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What are we doing? How do we want to create it? Do we understand that, you know, we complain often about, I don't like my body. I don't like my this. I don't like, you know, my health is not great. My immune system or whatever, my concentration. Okay. Well, where did that come from? So yeah, let's look at the past in terms of what did you do in the past, potentially past life to create that. But more importantly, what are you going to do for your future? What do you want to create in the future? So yeah, yeah, those types of things. Such a great point and something that I feel lots of people miss. Uh, so I resonate with everything that you're saying and your book really did help me as well to understand things because you write in a way that's easy to digest. So for anyone that is interested in understanding modern spirituality, I highly recommend the book and we will put links up in the show notes as well. But Inna, you mentioned something in your book and it was called the astral body. And it was the first time that I ever came across this term. Can you talk about what the astral body is, the importance of it and, and how this body works into our lives. It's really important for people to start to understand what they're made of, essentially. So it's so obvious we have this physical body, you know, and we're always trying to do de- well in the health profession, you know, we're trying to cleanse it, detox it, strengthen it and so on. But in the last, I would say, probably 20 years, we started talking a lot more about emotions and how that impacts us, but we don't. So again, I find that what people do because of the way the medical profession runs is it will take something that is bigger and break it down into something that is a piece of it, but not the whole story of it. And so in, in the past where people were very artistic, for example, so if we go back to Europe, right, and we walk around, I don't know, France or Italy, and we see the big, I guess, we go to places of prayer or places, you know, we see the monasteries, we see all these different things. There's often sculptures or pictures where somebody has kind of a halo around them 
or kind of um it's not necessarily just this type of halo it, it's like a, an egg shape so in europe you'll see that on around all the churches not all of them but many so you'll see you know there's being with a halo but but like an egg shape and what that actually represents is that in the past that the people who are very artistic and sensitive could see people's auras and bodies, energy bodies. And so that egg shape is actually a completely perfected astral body. And this astral body that we have is very connected to our soul. And it is a body of who I, my personality, essentially what I like, what I love, what I don't love, what I dislike, what I'm attracted to, what I'm repelled by, every feeling that I have, every sensation. So for example, when people talk about pain, they think that the pain's in the physical body, but it is not. It's in the astral body. And this astral body, what it does essentially is that when it's all over the place, when it's going crazy, it influences our physical body in terms of, let's say, our hormones start going crazy, right? Because, And for somebody like myself or other people who can see into bodies, it looks your, you know, chaotic energy everywhere just flying around with black, red kind of gray brown you know blobs everywhere and uh so it doesn't look pretty it looks kind of like oh my god i'm (laughs) you know in a hurricane essentially it looks like a hurricane and when this astral body doesn't work properly then the nervous system because it's quite intertwined in the nervous system the nervous system's going crazy the hormonal system's going crazy the the other thing that the astral body does is it directs, like let's say if I'm eating something, it tells, you know, my body how to digest and what to do and whether I should digest or not digest, which is why one of the main reasons people have major digestive issues is because it's an emotional experience. So if I'm feeling stressed, I stop digesting. It doesn't matter anything, you know. If I'm feeling overwhelmed or really emotional, so this astral body is literally directing what's going on inside the physical body, but it also, because the physical body is predominantly made up of, let's call, you know, water and substance, what, what happens is that when the astral body is in a crazy state, we have all this toxic element that goes in and that toxic element might, let's say, go into the heart and weaken the heart and then it starts moving you know, through the blood and through the lymphatic system around the body and weakening each part of the body and kind of recycling this toxic energy, you know, toxic toxicity through the body and it's not letting it go unless we do it consciously. And so the astral body is, is essentially in charge of your sensations, your emotions, your desires and a lot around who you actually think you are. That's crazy. It sounds like the astral body is something that we need to protect and take care of. So how would one do that? How how do we look after the astral body? Well, so, so many ways. (laughs) I think one of the ways is 
Well, firstly, having some understanding of it. Secondly, actually being willing to understand your emotional self and befriend it. Because I've been doing emotional work for over 20 years, I found, for example, that most people, including previously myself in a way, have this desire to see big emotional releases in people or big, you know, and they think that's the, the good thing that happens. And they also essentially like the idea of kind of getting rid of or going, okay, so I have this anger. How do I get rid of it? Like we say it, you know, I have guilt. I don't want to feel guilt. I want to get rid of it. As opposed to, and we kind of like, we'll label it as good emotion, bad emotion. I I, just, I want to feel good. I don't want to feel bad. As yes. opposed to how do I befriend and actually start to understand? And how do I understand what each emotion is trying to show me and how do I refine it as opposed to get rid of it through gaining the wisdom from it and actually seeing, you know, what's it directing me towards? Mm. Why do I have this? If I have guilt, then maybe I need to self-reflect and go, do I need to self-forgive? Do I need to say something to somebody? Do I need to find a new way of communicating with somebody? Right? If somebody posts on Facebook, I posted something about it is very difficult for human beings to be aware of how our relationships impact us and the astral body, for example. So, you know, we're, we have a lot of challenges with different people and we carry that anger. You know, we carry that resentment, which destroys not only the astral, well, makes the astral body go crazy, but it also destroys your etheric body, which is the body of your life, life force and your physical body. And so what we need to look at and, and what most people do is they go directly and they look at every situation in a direct way. Like, you know, I'm at work and somebody's being abusive or aggressive and what am I meant to do? You know, am I just meant to be nice to them and ignore it? And it's like, and you know, they've given me trauma. Am I like, you know, and I'm still caring. And it's like, you've not, you cannot deal with anything to do with the astral body directly like that. You mm. actually have to go within from the the other side and go, look, this is a very challenging situation I'm in. So how do I not get into the victim aspect of it, but actually w what would be an empowering way of looking at it? Because if I'm in the victim, I'm going to fall apart and the actual yeah. body will literally fall apart. So it's like, okay, what is the opportunity here? What are they showing me? They're showing me that essentially I'm feeling, I feel unheard or I feel attacked. But when was I attacked before? Oh, when I was a child, how do I work with this, again, this inner child archetype? How do I be reparented? Oh, this person, you know, this male or female, whoever attacked me as a mother or as a feminine person and now I'm falling apart and it's like, well, um, how do I rebuild that? How do I meet that part of myself? So refinement essentially is meeting both your emotional self and pretty much an, your archetypal self. Mm. And actually, you know, an archetypal, when I say the feminine part or the victim part or the um, inner child and actually going, 
how do I strengthen you so that the experience that we can have is going to be much healthier, different type of experience and that it's okay to make mistakes and learn from them. And how if the experience is extremely traumatizing, then then maybe we might actually want to go, let's look into the past. Maybe I cannot understand why this person was hurtful and harmful harmful to me in this present. But if I start to get um, an insight into my previous lifetime, I can understand it, which essentially means I can let start to let go and start to create something more positive right now and for the future. Wow. So amazing, Inna, because this is something that I am just delving into. I almost feel like I need to read your book twice or three times. But it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Sure. (laughs) Your first curveball is about self-care because I love self-care. And my question to you is what is your favorite form of self-care? I have this, look, for me, probably there's so many. I'm trying to like, (laughs) which one one do I think about? I'm... I really believe in doing healing work, especially around the heart, because I feel like the heart is potentially the most important part of you. And when your heart is good, how you share, how you show up is beautiful. And when your heart feels completely emptied out, you're not. So for me, it's really this my self-care is connecting to my heart and going, what is it that I need right now? asking questions and that question could be answered I need to meditate so I have countless meditations or processes that I've recorded for myself on my phone so I go oh this is the one I want to do or there's a few other people who's uh, you know where I'm like oh I don't want to hear my voice I want to hear somebody else's (laughs) so I listen to this you know it might be I just want to journal or it might be going to meet, meet up with my daughter, you know, and just really connect with her, with a friend. But a lot of, it might be really going inside and trying to figure out where I'm at and what's, you know, what is it that's blocking me, you know, from being my full, you know, loving self. So, but yeah, it's always the heart for me. Sometimes it's literally just putting on a song and being in the shower for, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes and just going, hey, you know, I'm going to send some love to myself. I love that. I love that you take care of your heart. I feel like it's something a lot of people don't do. And, yeah, sometimes I tell people, like, just stroke your heart sometimes. You know, if you're feeling heartbroken, just give your heart a little bit of love. And, you know, sometimes instead of asking people how they are, I, I love to ask how's your heart today? Uh, just mm-hmm. because it is a little bit deeper than how are you? Good, great, awesome. And it's all that surface level stuff that you yeah. were talking about. Wow, I hope you enjoyed the first part of this amazing chat. We've got so much more in store in the second part, which is going to be next week. So make sure that you've subscribed to my podcast channel so that that way you don't miss the next episode. I'll see you soon. 
I hope you enjoy the show today. Remember, you can jump on my Instagram to let me know your thoughts on my podcast show. I would love to see it. And if you have a moment, please share a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that we can help move the show along together. If you share a review, please send me a screenshot of it so that I can send you a thank you gift. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I'll see you next week for next week's episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.